1: If you're thinking of starting your own HR-related business, then there are two things you absolutely must do in order to make it a success. Obviously, to understand what those two things are, we need to venture into the Australian outback. Now, in my final year of university, I went on a summer vacation work experience thing out into the middle of the Australian desert. I was the only HR vacation student out of the whole lot of vacation students on this remote mine site in the middle of Australia. All the other vacation students were engineers, chemical engineers, mining engineers, quantity surveyors, geologists, etc. And at the end of the summer, we all got together for a rather tipsy evening at the only pub in town where I was with great fanfare awarded the HR absolutely effing useless job award. And yes, that was a swear word. This was seared into my brain. It was a horrifying thing because I was so dedicated to the world of HR. And so from that moment on, I became absolutely focused, obsessed with making sure that HR added value, that it really made a difference to the workplace and to the business and to the employees. And so Throughout my career, I took on every part of HR that I could. I went into comp and benefits. I did international assignments. I did employment relations, industrial relations, recruitment, learning and development, the works. I did it all. Every transfer I could get my hands on, I did it. Same with becoming a consultant. When I launched my HR business, I took on every client I could find. I helped a real estate agent sort out some of their payroll issues, I went to a few different government departments to help run employee engagement workshops and stuff like that. I helped a window manufacturing business induct their staff, I helped contracts and HR policy stuff for training companies. It was a mishmash, there was no consistency, it was a bit of everything. It was the same with my marketing. So the marketing, there was a bit of Facebook, bit of LinkedIn, some YouTube stuff, maybe some webinars, eBooks, a bit of everything. It was a complete and utter mishmash when it came to the marketing. So the clients were all over the place. The marketing was all over the place. It was a mishmash. So this mishmash marketing meant that there was a lot of cognitive switching. Yeah, I was getting clients, but it meant that I did one thing and then I had to switch and do something else. And same with the marketing, I'd do one thing and then switch to another. It wasn't a nice, easy process to manage and to really make a success. And that was largely down to me being unclear on the who and the what. Who was I serving and what were the services that I was most focused on delivering? But then one day, something weird happened. I got a phone call out of the blue from the guy who presented me with that HRFing Useless Job Award his company was pitching or going in for a very large project for a global resources company. They were in the design, project planning, engineering space, and they needed an HR aspect covered off, and so we decided to co-bid for that project. Well, would you believe we won it? We got the project, big new client, cool project, got to do international travel, stay at fancy hotels with fancy swimming pools, great people, great pay, the works. It was wonderful. And then we want another similar project and we want another similar project and other similar projects, always with good revenue, interesting people, interesting work, enjoyable situation, all that sort of stuff. But what I found was that everything was becoming easier because I was working out what the niche was, what that who and the what was. It was slowly becoming easier and more clear, or perhaps the other way around, it was becoming more clear and therefore easier. And that's my advice to you today is, If you're thinking about starting or if you're already doing it growing your business get very clear on who you'll serve and what you'll do to help them focus on their needs not yours the marketing will flow from them so don't think about what it is that's best for you your business your services all that sort of stuff think about what's required from their side of the fence what potential problems would they need to deal with if they worked out on your services and so on and make a program around that now your who for instance could be around hr professionals so look at these businesses you've got the hr gazette they're providing news and ideas for hr leaders you've got hr at heart consulting so burnout and career frustration help for hr professionals you've got bloom providing a leadership accelerator for women in hr you've got alan collins legend of the game providing career advice for hr professionals talent sandbox. So they provide a learning platform for talent acquisition professionals to help them get better at their job for internal teams for talent acquisition. So that could be your who, it could be the HR professionals, or your who could be specific types of organizations. So like HALT-EF, providing corporate education for the blue chip national and international companies, or Human Source, which helps charities and faith-based organizations, or restaurant HR group. You'll never guess who they help. Restaurants, high ridge HR, so insurance and financial service companies. Govern HR, so companies with international HR operations, particularly around their HR risk and their governance. So that could be your who, could be the types of organizations that you help. Your who and what could come from the specific types of HR topics and challenges like edlogics. They're amazing at sorting out workforce health literacy. So improving employee health and wellness. You've got Bento HR for the digital transformation side of things, or People Insight with their amazing insights and experience and so on for employee experience. You've got Cognitive Path, which is all around auditing HR, AI, the anti-bias stuff for companies using HR technology that incorporates AI. You've got Schola, who has a wonderful inclusive leadership and communication and diversity inclusion, keynotes and programs. But that's... All of those are examples of where the who and the what combined comes from the types of HR topics and challenges, the specific issues around that. The key is, though, when you're looking at how you deliver your services, always remember to look at your services from your client's perspective. So, yeah, you may love what you do, but maybe the users, the clients don't. So think about if they used your product and service what could go wrong? What could be annoying? What could be an additional workload or whatever? So maybe there are IT battles. So if they use your software, for example, there may need to be sort of safety and regulatory stuff around IT compliance, or maybe using your program or your consulting services where you're suggesting to make changes to the workforce, maybe that's going to give more admin to the HR team. So it's actually a downside if they use you because you're going to provide them with more work that is just going to drive them crazy. Maybe the CFO wants to see more proof on the ROI of what you're proposing or plan to do. Maybe there'll be extra staff training required, because if you're going to roll out some new software program or a new change management program, whatever it may be, you're going to have to work through the workforce, the employees, and actually give them training and support, let alone the managers, the line managers. So you always need to look at the downsides of what your HR service is and does and then think how can you counteract that, maybe adjust it, maybe add different components to what you do because that will make you stand out for sure from all the other service providers or products that don't think about it from that perspective. If you get it all right, if you think about that who and the what and really ponder it and try and workshop it or make it really effective, you can create a business that's right for you. You can get great clients high value projects, work-life balance, great reputation. You can build a team. There's plenty of businesses in the HR space that have started from one person, haven't expanded out. Like the nonprofit HR team, I think they are about 130 staff now. You can get great projects. I've had so many of them. There's great money in the industry. Like We're talking hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars for solo, even small businesses, let alone for bigger businesses. And you can make a real difference. You can actually improve workplaces, make people happier, more productive, et cetera, contribute to the wider economy. So whatever is more important for you, maybe it's work-life balance, revenue, reputation, whatever it may be, everyone's different. So it's cool whichever way you go, but you can certainly create a business that shaped for you, your life, your ambitions, and what you want. You may even end up winning an absolutely, I think, awesome HR Business Award. And I hope you do. And if you do, make sure you come onto the A Better HR Business podcast to talk about it. Because I see examples of this every week of people creating amazing businesses that really are absolutely awesome HR related businesses. Now, if you want help with this, you think, yeah, I've got the capacity or the ability to make this an amazing business. And you want some help really making that happen in a predictable, enjoyable sustainable way, then definitely check out the HR Business Accelerator. That's what we do. We help businesses like yours in the HR space to grow or to start and become even better and better. So check that out, the HR Business Accelerator. You'll find it on the Get More HR Clients website. So that's getmorehrclients.com forward slash services. So check the show notes if you're on the go. I hope that helps. I hope to see you inside the HR Business Accelerator very soon.